Hello, welcome to the club. The Homegirl Club. It's your girl, Ja. And Miss Donna. We just want to say thank you to everyone for being here. Go ahead and give us a shout out in the comments. Let us know that you're here. Welcome, welcome. Can you guys hear us out there? All right, sounds good. Um, So today we're just doing a mental health check-in, you know, um, checking in with our peoples, making sure everybody's okay. We were recently listening to another podcast. Um. That was talking about, you know, reaching out and making sure your people are okay. So we figured, you know, we do this amongst each other anyway, because that's what women do. So let's do it live. Let's do it on the air. And let's show them how it's really done. Um, and then in listening to that podcast, um, <laughs> I realized, <laughs> niggas ain't shit. Um, and I realized that there is also a way to use mental health as a manipulation tactic. And it's insane. It's insane. <clears throat> okay. Hey, Kamika. Hey. Come on in the room. How are you? Um, I'm feeling okay. Tell us what you got going on. Well, Thursday I found out my mother died. Sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we were not close. We were not close. Me and my mother were not close. And the last thing that I could think about that I said to her, and she was like, oh, your teeth are crooked. I said, oh, and you got dentures. Oh, shit. Like, I don't fuck. Funny, but mm-hmm. It is funny, because don't fuck with me. <laughs> That's the type of stuff, like, I guess I got, I don't know. She just was very, she didn't like me. That was one. That was another thing. That's why I'm so glad you having this today. She. When, real nip- quick, when you when you say that people don't know what your mom put you through, I just the CDC says that mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. So and everything what? affects how we move about. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, I have a child that has the same disease that my mother does. So it skipped me and my sister, and my son has it. My second son has it. I have six kids, five boys, one girl. My second oldest son is, he's actually bipolar schizophrenic. So I have a son. So there, And imagine the battles I had with my mom. So at any, at any given moment, you're going through a lot. Right. And it's like, either choose her, my mother, or choose my son. Well, I'm choosing my son because you're a grown-ass woman. You made the conscious decision not to take your medication. You you know you're supposed to take this medication. I'm going to choose my son because he's been this way since he was 15. He does not know any better. He doesn't have an education over a 15-year-old. He doesn't have a conversation over a 15-year-old. So I'm going to protect him because I brought him here. I have to protect him. I have to do what you couldn't do for me, for him. Now, one thing I can say, she was an excellent grandmother. Excellent grandmother. But my mother put me through some shit. My yeah. mother put me through some when, shit. When you, when you feel like it's too much, like, who do you turn to? Uh, or you just have to suck it in and deal? I suck it in and deal. Because one... 
So this is another thing. Okay. So this is another thing that I heard on that podcast, right? That it was like, you know, as black men, you know, they can't be emotional because they're taught to suck it up and deal. And then, you know, they can't turn right. around and be emotional with their girl because they look weak. And I'm like, no. Bullshit flag. And I'm like, That's bullshit a- flag. Because if your bitch was a real bitch, then she's the one that you can come home to, to and be able to and be vulnerable. Right. With, right. Supposed to be. Anyway. That's the one yes. you're supposed to be with. Right. Right. So I, I you got the wrong girl. I 100% agree with you on that. But with me dealing with my mother also, me dealing with my mother, I don't know if it's me. I, I, I can't say if it's me. Who do you think you show the most love to? Like, who do you check in the most with? I'm a loner. I, well, I check in. I try. I, this is what I try to do. I try. I don't let. I don't let more than three to four days go by that I don't talk to someone. And I don't have many female friends. I really don't because female. I don't know why females can be nasty. They can. Yeah, I'll be nasty too. They can be nasty. They can be real, real nasty. I say we because I'm part of that too. I'm I can be loyal. real nasty. My problem is, I can be nasty loyal. when it's not necessary too. Right. They can be. What happened? Black women don't have. We we're not protected enough. Whereas they will protect a white woman quickly before they will protect a black woman. So that is mental health because we have to think about that. That that messes with our mind. That messes with our mind. We are not protected. We have to watch what we say. We have to watch what we do. We so have to watch. Have you thought of using therapy as a option for saving yourself? Because therapy is not that, something that we're usually taught in the black community, no, right? No, um, no. But like, I started seeing a therapist. Like, I went when I was a little kid. And when I was a little kid, um, I would just sit there and be quiet and basically be like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, just give me my cookie and juice so I can go the fuck home. Yeah. Um, that was basically well, it. And then after pro- after I left the Navy, um, and I was diagnosed with like PTSD and chronic adjustment disorder. Actually, to the point that the other day that my I had to do like a therapy evaluation thing. And they um, <laughs> the therapist was like, you know, if you ever need it, here's the um, crisis suicide number. Sounds like you could use it. And I'm like, bitch, are you trying to tell me that you think I'm suicidal? suicidal? Like, right. but, you know, but I guess she was asking me questions like, you know, um, have you ever thought of committed sui- committing suicide? And, I, you know, I was honest. Like, I thought about it. Like, right. she's like, you know, have you ever thought the world might be a better place without you? And I'm like, you know, sometimes. And she's like, well, you know, like, why haven't you done anything about it? I'm like, because I know that there were people that it would affect more right. than me at the end of the day. And I'm like, and I'm guessing those aren't the right answers. I guess those aren't the right answers. But I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, like, I know this is a life, like, you could die any day. Right. Like, I've dealt with enough death, especially, like, recently where I've had, like, you know, three to four people that I know all die in the same week. Like, you know, some closer than others, but they've all died just the right. same mm-hmm. and as the person who I am it's been very rare that I've broken down and cried about it I think like most recently I actually cried like at the casket um mm, we went to New York. yeah we went yeah. to New York but you know other than that you know I was a G um uh, you know you just you just don't do tears right um 
and that's just not what you do. But some people don't. Some being people in, try to hold it in. Being in therapy, I learned like the best thing is communication. Yes. Right. So I can always tell you how I feel. You can choose to agree with me or not, but you will fucking respect it. But you know, a lot of people hold a lot of, and I think that's what what causes so much mental health because a lot of people hold a lot of stuff in and some people don't like to talk about their problems because and they always it think, only makes it worse exactly they always think somebody's going to always judge yep. you yep it's a sign of weakness to them yeah. it's a sign of weakness yeah. so, so a lot of people you know you sometimes know, i don't like to talk about certain and, you know, and, I, and i try to be very honest about how i'm feeling because right. i'm like how how, how are you going to know how to carry me if you don't know exactly what the fuck i'm talking about Mm-hmm. I'm saying, and I'm always, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm always gonna be straight. Like, if I don't like the way you're fucking treating me, I'm gonna tell you right then and there. Like, and you're gonna have to do something about it, or you can leave the fuck alone. Yeah. Those are your two options. Two options. You don't have a third one. You, you do something about it, or you leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And those are your two options because the minute I say I'm done, there's no fucking going back. That. Yeah. There's no fucking going back. You heard that. Whatsoever. Heard so the minute I say I'm done, you're done. I'm done because that means we've reached the point where. You know, that's my problem. Where I you problem. no longer have my my best interests at heart, right? Yeah. So there. So at this point, you're doing more damage to my mental health yeah. than good. Yeah. So at this point, it has to be done. It has to be done. It has to be done. Has to be done. You know, and some people don't understand that. Nope. At all. Some people don't understand that. It's not. It's not necessarily because. I mean, it is that I don't want to fuck with you. But it's not because, you know, I don't want to fuck with you. But for my mental health, for my sanity. I need to let it go. I need to let it let go. Let this situation go. I stuck in it for so long, but I got to let this situation go. Well, speaking of letting go, because we were talking about, like, appreciating people and trying to be a good friend and stuff like that. At what point, you know, do you try to be a good friend to somebody? You know, you're doing the mental health check-ins, but it's one-sided. At one point, do you stop checking in? When they stop answering. When they stop, yeah. When they stop answering. That's what I'm saying. You can't always be the one. Like I was saying, you cannot. And that's why I said I just put post this. Uh, I just shared something like this on Facebook, saying um, the phone, like you said, the phone works both ways. Right. And it do. I'm not gonna always be the one. To, like I said, I just shared it because. Oh, speak, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, because no, I was just saying. No, I was just saying. Phone works both ways because people like people are always expecting you to check on them, and you just like. And sometimes you'll shoot a text, and you just sitting there waiting for that text to come through, and here come a day later. Oh, I didn't see your text. But speaking of phone check-ins, um, is a phone check-in enough? Because if we're friends, right? And I'm like, I'm sad or whatever. Is it not your duty as my friend to get me out of the house, right? Yes. To come check it on is. me and stuff. And not to just, get you out that phone. Not, right. And not just the text message. Yeah. Like, te- yeah. It's more than a text message, though. That's what people don't realize. It's more than a phone call and it's more than a text message. That's what I think. It's more than a phone call and a text message. Some people don't know they're depressed. Some people don't know. Some people don't know they're depressed now. You can't, you can't, some people don't recognize the signs. But if they tell you. No, but I'm saying, like, if you know, like, if we're friends and I'm like, damn, bro, like, shit ain't right right now. Like, I don't feel like myself, like, shit is fucking up or whatever. Like, come on, then. Like, is it as my friends and you know I'm down and out, it does a mental health check also, does it also include, you know, the physical face to face? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Does it also yeah. include the physical face-to-face? Yeah, it's just not always about this. Sometimes you got to see that person. Sometimes that, just, sometimes that can make a person date, too. Because I've had people be like, oh, well, I text you all the time. And I'm like, okay. What? Right. Okay. What is what does that mean? Right, but like, have you come and checked on me? Like, right. Have you made sure I'm not in here like slitting my wrist like once mm-hmm. a week? Like, yeah. And FaceTime don't count. I don't care. FaceTime don't count. Sometimes it's that in person that does it, you know. Because sometimes you're like, oh, come on, come get in the car with me. Let's go ride down here. Like, oh, okay, where we going? Just come on, get in the car. That's it. It ain't, you don't always got to spend money. You could just go, like, walk the beach or you can go, you know, because sometimes that can, that beach, that can just clear your mind, just, like, just walking. And- Do gifts count as um, mental health check-ins? Yes. Like, hey, I was thinking yeah. about you. I saw this. Here's a gift. Yes, it counts because wow. that way you, you got, that you know somebody out there thinking about you. Because somebody else ain't out there thinking about you. The person that's supposed to be your... Hi, Welcome how are you? Welcome to the Homegirl Club. Hey, JC. Thank you, thank you. How are you today? Welcome. Doing quite well, just listening. Now, are, is, is that a true statement, or is just is that just the generic statement you give every day when someone <laughs> asks you how you're doing? Oh, no, no, no. I'm right, doing because there's a difference. People yeah. tell you they're fine all day. When they're really not. When they're really not. And, like, you know, I've, I've even caught myself, like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. And I'll be like, wait a minute. And I'll ask them, like, do you really care, or is that just a greeting? And I'm like, and yeah. be honest, you can tell me either way, because if you really care, I'll tell you. But if you don't, I'll just give you the standard answer and keep it pushing. But people just ask sometimes just for the sake of doing it. So, you know, it's like it's a formality. But oh, I'm doing great. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Huh? So, anyone else other than me in therapy? Just me? Uh, Goddamn. <laughs> I'm the therapist, though. <laughs> I mean, me too. Therapist yeah, give us some. Therapist and, and therapy, too. And I have one right around the corner there. I'm dealing with stuff. So, we're dealing with more than most people think. So, every therapist needs to get on the couch every now and then. So. For sure. Yeah. My dad's a psychologist, so I know that's true because he has to go decompress. Everything See, that's he, what I do. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to go decompress from everybody he talks to. I learned that early, like, you know, therapists need to fucking get that shit off their chest, too, because you're taking on everybody else's problems, like, who's helping you get yours? On a daily basis, on a hourly basis, I feel like that for me. You know, and that's one of those things where, like, you have work, family, Mm -hmm. and then all the other shit that comes along with work. Because sometimes as a therapist, I'm not going to lie, you hear some shit. Oh, yeah. You hear you some now. I think shit. now I definitely need to go see like a therapist. I need to like call an EAP and like sit down and have like conversations because now I feel like I'm so much older. I deal with him. I deal with him because we were supposed to get married last year. I deal with him. And, and I don't think I, you I, should I, have to deal with anybody. And I think I, I think I'm to the point now where I don't want to deal with him because oh I'm like 47 years old. I've never been married. I got six different baby dads. Something's mentally wrong with me. Because I, I I told you, I'm a succubus. Like, once I have my child, they got to go. They got to go. Like, something something in me 
something that was bothering me. What? And, and there's and there's not and I'll be the first to tell you there is nothing wrong with admitting you need help. You need help. It's not. Yeah, I need help. I'm not even so help in areas. Because I know at, the, I at the end of the day, you know, if you were an alcoholic, they'd be celebrating the fact that you were talking about mm-hmm. you need help. You know what I'm saying? If you were going to rehab, everyone would be so proud about that. But so why we can't go and I was like also my on the other podcast, I wanna say my friend, but that's not true. On the podcast that I was listening to yeah. You know, one of the things they mentioned was that for white people, it's very easy for them, you know, to want to seek the help and check themselves in mm-hmm. into a hospital. But and it's hard. But it's harder for, you know, people of color. And I feel like for me, because I grew up in a white environment. Mm-hmm. So, like, the parents that I grew up in were lawyers and therapists and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like I said, my mom put me in therapy at a very young age. You know, so I was exposed. Mm-hmm to therapy um so i was never really scared of therapy but i just knew that in a black household you didn't tell people your fucking business mm, yeah that's true yeah that's true if you go out telling your parents business, maybe you better not be walking back through that door and i was Some serious repercussions so the only people you confessed your sins to was the fucking priest mm-hmm. and they weren't no better right so, issues, so like right. I said, I would go get my chocolate chip cookie and my fucking apple juice, and I would sit there for 55 fucking minutes at the Children's Aid Society, and I would go the fuck out about my business. Because if I did it, they would put us in fucking foster care. Yeah. And that was the reason why I went. It wasn't like because I was ready to deal with any issues mm-hmm. or anything of that nature. But when I joined the Navy and after, like, on my first deployment, uh, you know, I experienced that. And, you know, life just kept going. Like, the Navy didn't stop and talk to you about that shit and be like, oh, hey, you know, we know your shipmate died. Like, you know, here's some counseling mm-hmm. so we can help you get through that because you're never going to see this motherfucker again. But you can't go home to deal with it because you're stuck in the middle of war. Make it make sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're, making me, you're making me really think about some stuff over my own life. You know what I'm saying? Just things that. Yeah. Just things that no one teaches you to deal with. with so now the know. next person dies and people are looking too funny because you're fucking emotionless. But you know what? When I experienced my first death, no one gave a fuck. <laughs> so now every time somebody dies, I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like my aunt died and I went to work the fucking next day. I went yeah. to the, I drove to the funeral and okay, 24 bad. hours later it was at fucking work. And everyone was like, why are you here? And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. But what am I Looks supposed like to do? I don't know how to do anything else. else. I'm at fucking work. Yeah. Like, I got kids coming up Some to me, like... Some people just don't know how to, yeah, like you said, deal with it. I got kids coming up to me, like, Miss Jackson, why are you here? And I'm like, at work? I'm at work. I'm at work. Like, if I'm not here, then you guys have to get a sub, and it's just more work than it's yeah. worth, so... Everyone can relate to that. Because when, when, when my wife died, I just decided to do everything and go for business as usual. I was working in teaching. You know, teaching. Thank you. I was keeping from just fight facing the issue, and then started, I started to hurt people because in the midst of everything else, people... struggling to hear you a little bit. Oh, I was saying that in, in the midst of all that, hurt people end up hurting people. So, it's a, you know, you try to move along and be strong, try to get tough, because you're supposed to be the strong person. So, that's, that, that was kind of crazy. I'm still supposed to be the counselor and deal with everybody else's oh, needs, oh. but I wouldn't attend it to my own. So that's the, uh-huh. that would cause a lot of things. I got to take care of yourself first. Right. And I'm like, also, um, for, I was like, emotional stress is part of emotion, mm. is part of mental health. Yeah. 
all those pieces, the emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Yeah. Um, you know, it relates to how we handle others, how we make healthy choices, um, you know, and it follows us from childhood all the way to adulthood. Yeah, because my mental health right now with food is not good. So I can tell oh, you. Oh, my food is terrible. I have a terrible relationship with terrible relationship Snacking is my biggest. I feel like they clocked me for the wrong diagnosis. Oh, my God. I am not suicidal, bitch. That's a part of it. That food is is a major part of my mental health right now. I like to Okay, so do we use food to cope? Yeah, I do. It's, I do. It's a stress reliever. Well, it's not a stress reliever. I mean, a lot of people eat more when they're stressed. My my actual de-stressors of choice, I have two. Um, one is my medical THC, mm-hmm. and the other one is exercising. And if I'm really lucky, I get to do both at the same time. Mm. <clears throat> um, and that is definitely like my biggest stress reliever. I love to exercise. What is your, when you're really, really stressed, what is your go-to food, go-to snack? Cake. Cake and cupcake. That's, oh, yeah. My God. That's my shit. Cake and cupcake. Like, all day, every day. Oh. Yeah. Mine is popcorn and cookies. You know, if you know <laughs> <laughs> a, a sweet a sweet and salty taste right if you really really fuck with me like you would know that if i am sad just bring me some fucking cake and it better be more probably I but yeah i can't have walmart cake i can't have sam's club cake oh no i can't miss it. nobody cake, cake but public. i got to if it ain't a public cake don't bring it to yep. me don't bring it to me i, I don't mm. want that nasty I crap i don't cake i'm not a big brownies fan i can do homemade chocolate chip cookies especially if they're made really well um but cake and cupcake that's how about how about you <sighs> Girl, we're talking about food, snacks. Oh, I mean, Lord Jesus. Oh, girl, because you already know how it was. We was on this trip. Every time I, she turned around, I was eating but, something. But what's your go-to? But my go-to is, it's the candy, the um, the trolley worms. Oh, okay. The sour ones. Okay. That's my go-to. I know. I know it's not yeah, good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sweet and salty. How about you? She said cookies. Oh, cookies? Popcorn and cookies. Oh, okay. We are. <laughs> That's why I'm sitting here and he's just so calm. I'm just calm. Know. Just calm. They will put you through like, some Wait a minute, hold up. Wait a minute. Are you still single? <laughs> I say far. Stay far away from them. Don't come near them. Well, you know, uh, but some people might change. Some of, some of our military members, you know, have some of the highest suicide rates. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, PTSD and. You know, so there's there's a lot of, to be honest, the military just recently started recognizing mental mm-hmm. health trauma. Because people were scared they'd get kicked out if they, and well, my, in my time, they're scared to get kicked out if you tell them about you have problems, right? Okay? You so, have to so deal with about, it. Think about and the, you cope. Think about, the triple, think about the triple whammy some of us are dealt, right? So one, I can't express my emotion because I'm the strong black woman, right? Mm-hmm. Two, now I'm in a culture, because I'm in the Navy, in a culture that doesn't uh, support 
this theory of PTSD and mental health, right? So all of this shit is just being pushed down further and further. And then three, my, my black community, you know, as a whole doesn't subscribe to this therapy theory. So where do you turn to? You turn into yourself, you turn inward and you digress, you suppress everything. That's how, that's how people start using alcohol and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, because you try to become numb. mm -hmm. They try to use those pills too. You know what, now that I'm thinking about it, that that was probably another question I asked for, I answered wrong to my mental health evaluation. Girl, that's why why she gave your ass that 1-800 number. (laughs) No, you need to call tonight. So you have to follow me. You need to call it right now. <laughs> because she was like, do you find yourself drinking more? And I was like, oh, you know, I used to go out and drink with my friends. But, you know, now, now and then I'll be like, oh, I'm cooking dinner. Why not have a drink? Or I'm watching TV. I mean, it's Malibu. It's fucking good. It's not like yeah. I'm sitting here getting wasted right. and shit. Or, you know. I nothing. Maybe I am. Who knows? But no. <laughs> no I'm just, but I'm just saying, like, they just made it seem like, you know, you just out there i'm out here but there are some people who are out here like that because like we said it numbs the pain and they don't have to think about it and a lot of people overdose too just to numb the pain with like pills and sitting all so they don't have killing people nowadays so they don't have to think about it yeah they don't have to think about it and that's kind of you know one way of coping it's not a good way it's not it's not a good way but it's one way people cope Mm -hmm. Especially like younger kids in communities where they feel they have no one they can reach out to. Exactly. We're just so over medicated as a society and the people because we're going through pharmacy school. I see how they got a pill for everything. You think about what? Before 1991, 92, there was no, no pills and stuff. And then every, every time it, something came up, they got a drug for it. And they devised these drugs before they even have the actual. Uh, sickness disease or like i have seen a show i think it's on netflix painkiller oh mm-hmm. that was good i saw it that was good about um oxycontin mm-hmm. yep yes that was good i mean that shit is out of control mm-hmm. the way that really happened it's insane but it just goes to show that there's the pain that they're yeah they're real quick to throw Drugs that they wanted the money. Drugs. They wanted the money so bad. They wanted money so that's why they call it painkillers. Cause that's what they people just they don't care how much you they have to spend just for them to get the pain. Yep. You know, like as um, as someone who like suffers from anxiety. I mean, since we're talking about mental health, right, and we're we're not a show, right? So as someone who suffers from anxiety, um. When I was working in a methadone clinic, I, now I've never taken like any type of pills for anxiety, like benzodiazepines or anything like that, like Xanax, shit like that, never. Um, but when I worked at the methadone clinic, like there were all kinds of people that were mm-hmm. on these medications. Okay. And I'm like, I feel like if we just taught people coping skills, that we wouldn't need as much medication mm-hmm. for things like, and not to downplay anxiety as simple because it's definitely not, but compared to the other type of 
diseases that are out there, anxiety is relatively simple, mm-hmm. right? So if we just taught people, it wouldn't work for everybody, but for the majority of people, teaching you how to handle situations could go a long way so you wouldn't have to numb yourself mm-hmm. to the situation. Mm-hmm. Because maybe if when I was 19 and the guy I worked with, you know, the guy who came on shift after me, when I was 19 and he died and someone was like, hey, let's talk about it. Maybe I would have learned to deal with grief a little bit better. Maybe I would have learned to handle friendships better. You know, maybe I wouldn't be so quick to cut people off because that's what I do now because I know, I know, fuck it. Like, you know, no, that might be a mechanism. That might be a mechanism to protect your mental health. Yeah, so before, I'm, saying, I'm like that too. Me or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like that too. And that's I'm gonna move on. That's the best bet. Sometimes it's good to cut people off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Cut people off. So for the last, I don't know, that happened in fucking 19 in 2001 after 9/11. So for the last 22 years, you know, that's how I've lived my life. Like, oh, fuck you, I'm cutting you off. On to the next one. Boom, onto the next one. Like, who's next? That's exactly what K Camp said. It ain't nothing to cut that off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's just kind of how yeah. it's it's been because no one helped me process that. And that, and and that's good too. Cause Ooh, I'm glad you said that. Is reaching out to people. Sometimes you just have to cut them off because. You don't need you. Sometimes you don't need that stress in your life because that could be another form of stress too. Yes, over two hundred. Um, Give me a few of them. So we have ADD, which is attention deficit oh, yeah. Yeah. hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. Um, all the way. Let's see. Then there's different types of eating disorders. Dementia. There's dyslexia. Um, generalized anxiety disorder. That's what I was originally diagnosed with after I got out of the Navy. Um, then there's grief. I think I just recently got diagnosed with grief as well. Um, then there is narcissism. I've been told that I can't be narcissistic, but that's not an official diagnosis. There's PTSD, of course, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's sad, which is seasonal affective disorder when you get mad according to I'm sad according to the different seasons. Okay. Um, then we have like schizophrenia, as previously mentioned, um, social anxiety disorder, yeah, antisocial, um, yeah. stress, teen depression. Stress is, I think, is the most biggest one. OCD. About something. Everyone is always stressed mm-hmm. about something. That's one of the biggest mental. <coughs> Because people get stressed about anything. Anything. They don't feel it until it's deep in there. The funny thing is, like, even, oh, I know while we're bullshitting here, we're talking about our mental health and we're talking about stupid shit with it. But, you know, um, kids suffer from mental health, too. And, like, you'll see it, like, you know, it'll be test time. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, my God, my stomach hurts. That's anxiety. Yeah. You know, oh, I had that in college bad test anxiety. I used to have that in college like crazy. I swear, and I don't study for them, but then I take the test and pass and I still like, oh Lord. Right. And like that happens to a lot of kids. Like, you know, they start to feel sick and it's not because mm-hmm. they're necessarily sick, it's anxiety and they don't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. Um they don't. Right. So if we don't start teaching them that now, they're gonna grow up to be a generation of adults who don't know how to handle 
their emotions. And that's what anxiety is, is internal stress. It's stress being internalized through your body and your body's reacting to it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's at a very early age. I wish I had a, paid attention to the signs with my son a little earlier in his life than I did because I did not pay attention to it. His teacher used to tell me, oh, he he's he's got ADHD and all this. And I was like, no, he doesn't. He, you know, she was like, yeah, you might want to, you know, get him some help. This is that other. I did not get my son no help until he was 15 years old. And we were in, I was enrolling him. I had moved from Fort Lauderdale back to Jacksonville. I had moved from Fort Lauderdale back to Jacksonville and I was trying to get him enrolled in school and it takes so long because you got to wait for records. Just it takes forever. And what made me realize something was wrong with my son when he went <laughs> to the school, I can laugh about it now, but that day was traumatizing for me because he went into the school and told them people that he was a test tube baby for the military. <laughs> wow. He told the people he was a test tube baby for the military and he would not, not sit down. He would not sit down. The people were like, you know, what's wrong with him? Like, is he okay? I was like, I, I think he, I was saying he's just anxious because he's not been in school for a month. We have been trying to get these records and we've been calling every day for them to send them. And he's now being enrolled today. And I think he's just like, you know, I just felt like he was just going through a little anxiety, like he was ready to go to school. Mm. When I tell y'all that boy cut up at school that day. Suffering <laughs> mental health issues also causes stress on the caregiver. And that comes with its own set of. But I couldn't break down. Issues because we go back to the having to be strong. Yeah, I couldn't break down. <clears throat> I couldn't break down because I had other kids to still tend to. So, you know, you end up going in the bathroom and crying and breaking down in silence and waiting, mm -hmm. waiting till everybody's asleep and, you know, shedding mm -hmm. a few quiet tears. Yeah, but you can be stressed as well in a relationship. Yep. I don't know where he at right now. He left today. He was supposed to go to school. Well, we say school, but it's a day program for mentally ill people. So he goes to it during the day. They come pick him up like 730 in the morning. He gets dropped off about 130, 2 o'clock. I haven't... My daughter said she saw him this morning. He was sitting out there with some girl, some some girl. I don't know. He was sitting on my porch. And I ain't seen him all day. I just keep checking the website, making sure he ain't been arrested. That's all I could do. We have a lot of celebrities, you know, who have been advocating for mental health, especially for, like, the younger generations, you know, like um, Zendaya, mm -hmm. um, Mary Jane from Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Um Ralph's the swimmer, the Olympic swimmer. Um, Michael B. Jordan, um, Creed, also very big. Yeah, tennis player too. Osaka Asuka, she had Osaka, mm -hmm. yeah. She just had a baby, and she had a baby too at the same time. But she left the work beside tennis because of mental issues. Yep. Um, Demi Lovato, you know, she struggled she with suicide, yeah, um, eating disorder, substance abuse, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um. Even Chris Evans, Captain America, he's also dealt with some, he's an advocate for mental health issues as well. You know, he a lot of them create their own mental issues because they in a, does they, they put, they, they put themselves in situations they know they shouldn't be in. You know, you out in Holly weird 
you know what you have to do once you meet this this hundred million dollar mark you know what's gonna happen and then you want to act all you know what i'm saying like you you don't know you know you know what you're getting yourself into you know you went to hockey wings office they knew when they went to black or white rich poor we all you know we all we all have mental health issues you know we all we could all all we can all extend a little bit more grace to each other because no one knows what anybody's going through Mm -hmm. at any given time um you know appreciate those who are appreciating you yeah because you don't you don't know if that's the last straw for anybody exactly you know what i'm saying and just being nice does one person's mental health status cancel out the other person's mental health status? Because if you're in your feelings about something else, do you even recognize that I'm in my feelings? Uh, JC, you still with us? Oh, yeah, I'm listening. Um, what do you think? I'm curious on the man's perspective. On the perspective of one... Um, of one, 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 um, one state of mind canceling out the other state of mind. Yeah. Hmm. Because, like, you know, if you're feeling some type of way, right, about something else, and I'm trying to mm-hmm. appreciate you, and you're not responsive to what I'm doing because you're preoccupied with something else, does that make you? Does that make you, by default, the bad guy? Oh boy, that's a hard question. <laughs> Point. By default, by default, no, I'm gonna say because both people got two in different things going on. If that was me, in my eyes, you would have to stop thinking about whatever you were thinking about and be present in the moment because I'm the one here. Because most people would sacrifice what they feel to focus on the other person. A, a genuine person, a real person would. They would they would uh, sacrifice their feelings, even just for a momentary thing, like you said, a momentary thing. And then, okay. When that date or whatever that that period is over, over, you go back to what you folks, you know, you get back into your own self, so in a sense like that. So I guess you can suck it up for the moment. Not even on just a like romantic level, just on a basic friendship level. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's what you have to do for any relationship, whether it's a friendship, a friendly relationship, a casual relationship, or a deep loving, caring relationship. Sometimes you gotta you gotta sacrifice if you really. If that person you hold, like that goes back to that value again, and that option, and that just everything stems from around that, I guess. I mean, how important is that person to you and that person's well-being to you to make a difference in that person's life, regardless of what you're going through? Sometimes put it on hold and listen to what they're going through. Some people don't want to suck it up, and it's selfish in a sense. I say sometimes they don't want to be self. They don't want to be selfless, and they're more or less too selfish to be selfless. At different moments in time, I just go ahead and jump on me. No, <laughs> that's a good point. Now, arguing, not arguing with that. Um, one of the other things that people really struggle with is depression. Um, you know, because people go out every day and put that brave face on and know what we do. Know. Nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes and all the things that kinds of depression looks you know Stop advertising for wanting to do the things you used to you get your own car with your friends uh mm-hmm. maybe eating less sleeping a lot more we getting tired all the time right. you know those are the basic signs mm-hmm. um, of course it gets 
much deeper than that. So of course we want to encourage anyone dealing with any type of mental health to please seek mm -hmm. help. You are not alone. Please, please. In the words of Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. I am here with you. It's probably the words of someone else as well. Um, you know, if you do need help, reach out to the Homegirl Club at a Homegirl Club at gmail.com. Donna, you want to go ahead and shout out our social media? Yes, you can also follow our TikTok at the Homegirl Club. Thank you, JC, for following us. Sam. Well, thank you all for allowing me to follow you and just listen in. I guess it was. It was interesting. And then you can also follow us at uh, the underscore homegirl underscore club 23 on Instagram. And always, we want to thank our guests for joining on and listening. Thank you um, so much. Mental health is important. Make sure you check in with your people. And if they're not really your people, don't do fake check-ins. Don't. That causes more damage. It do. Then good. Don't hit me up. If you fake your phone with it, don't even bother. Yeah, if you really don't care, if you're really not genuine, if you're really not going to do something about it, right? Mm. Just leave me alone. Right. I yeah, I just make it a habit to do it every day to me. whoever comes to mind. So many people in the morning time. I just make it a habit. I, you know, just like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, hey, simply that, and it's genuine because oh well, hey, if I was going down, my only my only bad part about it. I'll check on other people, but I'm weird about people checking on me. I'm good. So I internalize. I'll take it. It's genuine because some people will check on you, and then like five minutes later, they're asking something. They're they wanting something. Yeah. So yeah. If you you just if you just wanted something from me, you should have just asked. You should have said, "Hey, Correct. how are you doing?" Correct. Just say, "Hey, can I get this or can you do this Correct. for me?" Don't, don't be around. Like, don't be around the bus. Thank just you. Just to the point and, and, I, and that's why I say I agree with him on that. That's one hundred percent. Because when I want something, you're like, "Hey, can I?" Right. And then I'll be like, "Oh shit, my bad. That was kind of rude, right?" Good morning. Um, does it right. make that shit matter to you? No. Right. Okay. Then back to my point. Thank you. Like, but if I fuss with you, I'm like, yeah. Like if you sick. I'm gonna drop some shit off. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or like, and I don't even like people dropping stuff off when I'm sick. I'll be sick and trying to take care of other people. <laughs> I said, I don't like people dropping that off me. I'm like, I'm good. I, I get, I'll be sick and get up. I, even after a surgery, I'll get up and go check on other people and stuff. They're getting around. I'm like, I'm hard headed. Nah, you ain't feeling good. I'm like, you just had surgery. I said, what the hell? I mean, you just difficult. <laughs> no, I, I care enough about the people that I, I call friends because that's not a word I take lightly and people I care about people all people regardless of what I know anything about them or not but I'm going to make sure you're safe you're good just like that I tell anybody I don't even know people hey take my number let me know when you get in your house not in your yard get in the house and lock the door so, no, as many you know? times that I've had COVID uh, the people I fucks with when I'm like, damn, I wish I had some apple juice. All of a sudden, I get a knock on my door, and I've been yeah. door dashed some fucking apple juice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sick. I can't go out. This, right. is what I, this is what I want. I don't even right. really need it. I want it. Boom. Or like the other day, I was sick, and my homegirl was like, you ain't got no day quilt? I was like, nah. A couple of seconds later, I got a knock on my door. She was leaving day quilt at my door. Like, I'm saying people people look out for the people mm -hmm. that they care about. It shows in the actions. Mm -hmm. Right. So what I'm saying is, in real life, if you're not going to act, then let's not go through the motions. Let's not go through the motions. 
So with that, I need you to act. And if you haven't done it yet, join the club. The The Homegirl Club. Club. We're out. Thank you. Bye.